It is 2-22-22. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Baseball Today. That is not my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Who are you? I am Teddy Plouffe, the football player. Hi, Teddy. Hey, congratulations Hello. on your first ever touchdown. I saw that on social media, little Teddy. Touchdown, Teddy, baby. Uh, no, Chris Rose, Jake Storielli, Talking Baseball, John Boy Media, Excellent. Talking Yanks, which I think we might touch on a little bit today. Excellent. Well, it's good to have you. Thank you very much. For those that are wondering, Trevor Plouffe has not left the company. He has merely left the country. I'm not going to tell you exactly where he is, but he's off enjoying his time with Miss Olivia. So God. you guys come back whenever you'd like. Baseball will probably still not be going, but that's perfectly fine. Now, real quick question, because today we are breaking down. Uh, we continue our run through all the divisions. Today, we're focused on the American League East. That's why I've got the world champion Baltimore. They're not the world champions, but I still have the Baltimore Orioles on my head as a hat. Um, why does my backdrop look so much better than yours? Isn't that your office at the new place? So uh, me and Jimmy have a shared office with the Ted Lasso desk, if people are familiar with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am in the office next to our office that has been unclaimed. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. Sometimes people jump in here. Yeah, Chris Rose, when you're out, yeah, you got to hop in here. Done. Perfect. Perfect. I'm in your office. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I no appreciate problem. that you haven't put any uh, family photos up yet. That would be a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, is there is nothing on the walls in this room. It's a little yeah. weird. All right. Um, let's take a run through the American League East, shall we? We're going to go yes. in uh, in order of finish from a year ago. And so we start with the Tampa Bay Rays, back-to-back -back AL East crowns, three straight postseason appearances. Is this the year mighty Tampa and its tiny payroll comes crashing back down to earth? No. No, why? Uh, there's no body of evidence to tell me that. And I was on a big kick with this last year. I really like the raised top half of the lineup. Uh, Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows. What is Wander Franco? If he's an elite baseball player, the raised lineup is stronger than it's been mm -hmm. in a while. Randy Arozarena, the best to ever play baseball. He's still there. <laughs> the top half of their lineup is still really good. What Zanino does from the catcher's position is one of the better catchers in baseball. He, he doesn't get recognized that way a lot. And then the rest of them, it's the race. They mismatch you. It's Yandy and all that stuff. Uh, no Joey Wendell this year, which yeah. will uh, Joey Wendell is a nice little ball player. Uh, but the Rays find a way uh, they platoon you to death the rest of the way in their lineup and they just get out. It's what they do. It's how the organization is built. So, you know, I, Chris, I came in wanting to give you a speech about like, you know, if Shane McClanahan takes the next step, you know, that would be huge for the Rays rotation. It just doesn't matter. They play a different sport in the regular totally. season. So I will continue to drink the Rays Kool-Aid. They had a hundred wins in that division last year yep. with, those other teams, they're unreal. So I think that Wander Franco is kind of the pressure point here. Um, people forget he didn't come up until late June and he still finished third in the rookie of the year voting. Uh, I think the indelible image for me of him is in their divisional round loss to Boston. Four extra base hits, two homers, two doubles, the bright lights. He didn't get any, uh, any eye glare whatsoever. So now that he's had four-ish months in the big leagues, what sort of adjustments will the other teams make? 
if he can be the superstar while making nothing, while making a million dollars a year, that will help carry this team. I still think that at least one of their two big left-handed hitters in Meadows or Kiermaier, not the Kiermaiers, but, but you know what I'm talking about, a guy that plays 155 games a day, a year, and is in your lineup. I think one of those guys gets traded right after the lockout. I still believe Yeah. That. Uh, my guy Jimbo, who's behind this wall, he he thinks Kiermaier's gone last year of his contract. I, I think that would make more sense yeah. in the Rays' way. I think Austin Meadows still has a lot in the tank. I am a little oh. biased. I met him and played cards with him, but I think he's got some team control. I think he rakes when he's right, and I uh, how the Rays operate, I would lean Kiermaier if it's got to be one of them, but he's yeah. also been the core of that team for a while. Plus, there's not a lot of center field options still on the free agent market. Once Starling Marte kind of got eaten up, people had to start looking for trades, and that's why he might end up in a place like Philadelphia. We'll see. Ooh. All right, uh, Boston, great run last year to the ALCS, but is this a championship-type roster as it stands right now? You know I love me some Red Sox, Chris Rose. Yeah, uh, heard that. I don't think so. Um I don't think so. I think there's a group of teams that you could strongly say are a step ahead of the Red Sox. Now it is baseball and I'm not going to give you that whole speech. And Hey, if Chris sale looks like Chris sale from 2018, 2017, then maybe the discussion changes. Cause you got to love Evaldi. does Hauk or Pavetta or one of those guys make the leap and they're the Boston Red Sox. They're always going to hit speaking of top half of the lineups. Like they are still stacked up there. It's so tricky for me, Chris, because obviously this whole free agency trade market that's going to ensue, a lot of the big top dog teams haven't really made their chess moves yet. Boston was a really fun Boston team last year, and they made an awesome run. And I, Boston, that city always has that potential in them. I do think talent-wise, they're a step behind some of the big hitters in the AL right now. That being said, they could still re-sign Schwarbo. Weren't they in on Rizzo? Like They they still haven't. We don't know uh, if Bloom is putting the chips all in because they could be in on a Trevor Story. Like, well, the, that's Boston a, could still that's make moves. Point. It's the question is right now, and we know that we then play no. this game knowing that the pie is not baked all the way. We understand yeah. that. but the, So the question is right now, and for me, the answer is no. Yeah. It's very simple. I think they're below average offensively at catcher. At first, I think they're fine at second. And then people forget Hunter Renfro had a monster year there last yeah. year. A monster year. Jackie Bradley Jr. did nothing offensively in Milwaukee. I know you bring him back. You, you have the love affair with him. First round pick, great glove, all sorts of stuff. But he's got to hit at least a little bit for you this year. So that's, that's four spots where you're like, they can do better. And I think they will. I think they're going to add at least one piece if not two, but if I'm looking at it right now, and then you've got a part of the rotation. They lose Erod, who was great last yeah. year, and they replace his spot essentially with a mixed match of three guys, right? It's Hill, it's Paxton. Rich Hill's on like his ninth Boston tenure, isn't he? Yeah, yes. And then and Michael Waka. And I think if they get like 40 combined starts out of those three guys, and they do okay, they get them through the fifth inning, they'll be perfectly happy with that. Yeah, I think that might be a slightly high bar for those guys. Uh, I mean, 40 That's, starts through, through five innings. That doesn't happen with the good starters anymore. No, you're right. But, no, not five innings, but I I was saying more. I guess I should 
I'm going to emphasize 40 starts between the three of them. That's 13 starts per guy. How about this, Chris Rose, where let's do some, we just talked about the Rays. I think they just see innings. How many innings do the Red Sox get out of Waka, Paxton, and Rich Hill this year? Do any of them get to 100? I think Rich Hill's your best bet. Ooh, God, I don't know, man. 40, won't he be 42 this year or something? It's insane. <laughs> He's still snapping it. Still snapping I love it. it. I love Rich Hill. I'm a big Rich Hill guy. I think he's awesome. All right. Uh, the New York y- oh. Yankees. Is that how you say Yankees. it? Yankees. Yes. 100%. Okay. Do they need a Correa or Freeman type in free agency, or is this team good enough as is to get to the World Series? For the first time, I'm going to say this loud and clear, 2009. Chris, they need more than one. Um, and this isn't, I grew up being the Yankees fan at the lunch table saying the Yankees don't have to buy their teams. Cause it was, it was Jeter. It was Bernie. It was Jorge. It was the guys that came up through the system. Now they start paying for a lot of guys and I get it. They're the Yankees Rose. Their offense stunk last year. They were 13 in OPS. They were a dead team. Their goal this offseason was to get more athletic. All they've done is getting rid of their athletic kind of role players. Tyler <laughs> Wade is gone. Um, they have to make big changes, like wholesale. Or I shouldn't say wholesale. There's still a lot of talent on the roster, and you hope Glaber bounces back. And what can you get from Hicks in a full season of Gallo? Sure. But you need shortstop. They don't have one on the roster. That's correct. First base, they kind of screwed Luke Voigt. They're, they kind of announced last year they're over it uh, for whatever reasons. Uh, does Rizzo come back? Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, if they somehow make that Hail Mary, I don't think they'll do that. And maybe they talked about center field. Brian Cashman said that in one of his first press conferences. Like, they aren't. Aaron Hicks's injury history makes them not fully believe there. So, they need a couple big moves. LeMahieu has flexibility. So if you want to make a move at a third or first base, if you find the right guy, that's out there. They need at least two significant changes in that lineup because the lineup day-to-day last year was an awful watch. Okay. Uh, now, I don't care about the Yankees, yay or nay. I mean, it's better for baseball when they're in when they're in it, because it's interesting, right? That, that's all I care about. Like, so I don't root for them. I don't root against them. So sure. I'm taking the view from 35,000 feet here. You had two players in that lineup that could have played on every team last year. And just two, as long as Stanton was allowed to DH in the National League. That's Stanton and Judge. That's it. I, even DJ LeMahieu last year. Like, that's a guy who needs to give you, particularly in that park, 50 to 60 extra base hits. What do you have? 34, 35. Yeah. You know, that's not good enough. Gary Sanchez. I mean, this is going to run the gamut. I mean, this is the last year for him, right? This is his walk year. This is it. Yes. I remember, I kid you not. I remember on intentional talk when we were previewing the Yankees in like 2018 or something. I I forget exactly what year it's 2019. Uh, we asked, is Gary Sanchez the best hitter on the Yankees? Because at yep. the time, we were like, oh, my God, this guy's going to explode. 
And now he's just like, eh. All we do is talk about his defense, how he can't move, how he's coming in the best shape of his life, how he's doing yoga, stretches on social media. Dude, be the dude that hits 33 homers and has an OPS over 800. Rosie, we our first year working spring training was the year that the Yankees got Stanton, and the whole thing was, you know, Judge and Stanton, their beast, but Gary Sanchez, he's the best hitter on the team. Right. The, the Yankees have messed with Gary Sanchez a lot, different catching positions, uh, kind of getting in his head. Now, that being said, you can't fully blame the Yankees. Gary Sanchez has had a decline of sorts. I think the increase in velo across the league has been a little tough for him. He's had that every opportunity, said, Jake. He has had his, every opportunity to make it big time in this sport. How many other catchers are going to get the sort of opportunity with him when balls are bouncing off his mitt to the backstop? It's true. Uh, the defensive stuff, I'll say this, of the Yankees' problems last year, Gary Sanchez' defense doesn't even crack probably the top true. 10. And offensively, Chris Rose, if you compare Gary to catchers, he still had a pretty solid year last year. So that's where the whole Gary Sanchez thing is a little bit of a mind F, pardon my French. Whoa. Um, You're allowed because, to say on this show. And, dude, I would... Honestly, as a Yankees fan, and this like pains me to my core to say, if Gary Sanchez after this year went to the Colorado Rockies and had a 42 homer season, I couldn't be happier for a guy because uh -huh. I still think he has that in the bat. But the the Yankees have kind of put him through a mental ringer when I think he's just the kind of dude you have to say, hey, go play ball, man. I think we I think we can agree they still need substantial changes. They were a horrible base running team last year. They were not good defensively. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the pitching staff, which is going to have to rely on some guys that have been banged up over the last few years if they want to be able to compete in this division. Uh, you'll have much more with that with with Jimmy, I'm sure, on, on the next edition of Talking Yanks. But let's move on. Uh, would you be more surprised if the Toronto Blue Jays did not leapfrog some sort of combination of Tampa, Boston, New York, or if they did. Chris Rose, I told you you'd be excited for this one yesterday when we talked. The Toronto Blue Jays right now are the most talented league team in the American League East. Um, I even, like it. Even with losing Simeon. So Robbie Ray is out. Cy Young winner. Congrats, Robbie Ray. Enjoy Seattle. Kevin Gossman is in. Is that an eye for an eye? It's close enough for me for right now to, to move on. Kevin Gossman is really good. Uh, now, Marcus Simeon is out. He had one of the best years a second baseman has ever had in this league. So I understand there's still moves to be made. And by the way, go interact with some Blue Jays fans online. I've never seen a group of fans more excited to tell you how rich their ownership group is and yep. how they're going to sign more guys. And I hope they do. I, I hope that for Blue Jays fans, because boy, do they have a window with young Vladdy and guys up and down that roster. The lineup's insane. George Springer missed a ton of time last year when that dude is right. He's yep. incredible. But it's the rotation, Rosie. Right now, they're one through four. Uh, who do we got? We got Barrios, uh, young Alec Manoa doing it, Gossman, and Ryu, yep. who when he's out there, he's a stud. Man, I think as of right now, and like you said, the, the pies are still in the oven a little bit when the second part of free agency hits. 
as of right now, give me the Blue Jays talent over every team. That being said, they don't have Ray's magic. No, uh, I think it was one of the most underappreciated stories of the 2021 season. People forget the Blue Jays home season started in Dunedin, Florida. Yeah. In a minor league ballpark. They then moved to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> they then moved to Toronto, Canada. Like they barely got a chance to unpack a year ago. If they're, <laughs> and you never heard them bitch and moan about one thing. Did you ever hear it? No. And they weren't eliminated until the last day of the year. Until the last day of the season. Now, I'm, I'm a huge Marcus Simeon fan, and it was more than just last year. I mean, he put yeah. together a bunch of solid years. End of his tenure in Oakland, and then there in Toronto. The two weak spots are second and third base. It's why, if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm like, we have got to do whatever we can to pry Jose Ramirez away from Cleveland. If you don't, you have to go out and sign a guy like a Jonathan VR, a guy that's played both those positions, 30 years old, still gives you a little bit of athleticism, will hit down in the lineup. You can hide him. You don't need to rely on him being one of your top five players. If he's your eighth best bat in the lineup, you're in good shape. They're going to need something out of Espino, who I think is going to get the first crack at third, and Kevin Biggio, who's kind of been lost in this shuffle of the young guys whose dad's played in major leagues. So, yeah. That's I, kind of I, Jose Ramirez, man, if they get him, they're a super team. Like they're a super, uh, team. but you know I, what? I, they're this close to being a super team. Like is I exactly. look at all the rosters in the American League, I think the only one that really competes with them at this point is the White Sox. Yeah. I and I guess that's the thing for me, Chris, where it if it was Jose Ramirez for a big package, you got to pay for Jose Ramirez mm -hmm. or like a Luis Castillo for a lighter package, I would go that route if I'm the Jays. I would stack the pitching. You're going to hit. And then, worst case scenario, if you need to make a move, you can wait at the deadline and kind of do what the Braves did last year. Go get a third baseman that's got on the final year of their contract or a second baseman. Um, I, I, that would be my move. Okay, I like it with Castillo. I think what Cincinnati would like to do, since I think they're just saying, hey, they got a big old for sale sign, like everything must go. Yeah. What if you took Castillo and a Eugenio Suarez's contract? I love it. Like that's, that's the beauty of sports right there. Like, hey, a Eugenio, if you can pick it at third base for the year, we'll be happy. And by the way, if you remember how to hit 40 ding-dongs with right. the rest of these guys then we're, yes, I love that. Yeah, could you imagine that guy hitting seventh or eighth in the Blue Jays lineup? No. Pretty good. All right, last one. Here we go. This is the reason I'm wearing wow. the hat today, the hard-charging Orioles. Oh, my God. I feel for you people in there. I'm sorry. Uh, so the last three regular seasons, full seasons, so minus the 2020 pandemic-shortened season, they have lost at least 100 games. Is there any way they'll avoid that happening yet again. Chris Rose, I will paint a picture like I always do. I'm taking the train in this morning and I read that question and I said, I am going to figure out a way to get the Baltimore Orioles to 98 losses. Yes. And I was like, the top half of that lineup isn't bad. Uh, you know, Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes is a solid young hitter. Um, you know, when Ryan does Adley... Castle. 
Ryan Mountcastle, when does Adley Rushman get the call? I'm like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. John Means, he's, you know, he can have a nice season for you as a starting pitcher. Chris, then I really struggled. Um, And that's the problem with these Baltimore Orioles. Dean Kramer, I saw him have a nice start or two. I don't know how much of that Kool-Aid I can drink. Um, You know, they just don't have the pitching. Jordan Lyles just got thrown into their two spot. And, you know, that I don't want to send shots fired at Jordan Lyles, but there's a chance he could not have a good year next year. Okay, can I stop you for a second? You're trying. You're trying your best, and I appreciate it. That's why you're a tremendous leader of our company, right? It's always like, guys, we can do this. I remember the pep talk you gave us at the All-Star game when we got our ass kicked in the lawn games. You're that type of leader. Do you know who Bruce Zimmerman, Zach Lowther, and Keegan Akeel are? So, unfortunately, I do because I watch a lot of Yankees baseball. uh, And those guys had some of their best starts against my New York Yankees last year, which was a real treat, Chris. Um, But, yeah, I don't think those guys have – if one of those guys – has a four or five ERA and 30 starts. That's a massive win for the Orioles. And I don't think that happens. Okay. So I, for those people that aren't privy to watching the Baltimore Orioles 19 times a year, like Jake is, those are the perhaps scheduled three, four, five starters. They have combined for 43 career starts and they ain't pretty. It's a problem. Listen, I love it. I love organizations like the Orioles because it gives guys a chance. Yeah. So if it gives you a chance, let's go out there and see what you got. With all of this being said, I think we spent enough time on the Orioles, and I think, unfortunately, they're going to have another 100-loss season. I'm not rooting for it. I don't like to kick teams while they're down. I just think they've been terribly mismanaged over the last half dozen years, and maybe this will – maybe this – Let's move on to the next question. (laughs) Uh, We're going to do this very quickly. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio – uh, great success. End of the game was really fun. Dunk contest blows. Three-point contest is great. I still am trying to figure out the rules of the skills competition, which my Cavs won. But the big news was they celebrated the Diamond Anniversary team, the yep. 75th anniversary team. And, of course, Michael Jordan, who you didn't see all weekend, received the loudest standing ovation out of everybody, even though he ripped my heart out as a teenager with the shot, which I was at, by the way, Section 131, row T, seat 16. Uh, when baseball does its next big celebration, which could be its 125th anniversary team in a couple of years, who gets the loudest cheer of the living members of that squad? I unfortunately had to rack my brain for this one again, because it's a really tricky question. Because Chris, if the people watching this did not see it, when MJ came out, that was bad ass. They named all of these studs throughout NBA history, but man, None of them were MJ. They just Mm -hmm. weren't. And saving it for last, it was all just perfect. Um, Two names came to mind, and I don't think I believe in either of them. If I had to pick one, it would be Ken Griffey Jr. Um, My brain did jump to Jeter, and I don't Mm -hmm. want that to be Yankees fandom, but I also think the Yankees being the Yankees, he doesn't get that same applause. You could get more than half the crowd booing if it's Derek Jeter. So I think Griffey would be my safest bet. Yeah, but Jeter was always the most likable of the Yankees 
names and faces over the years. In fact, I asked my 16-year-old Brady the question. He gave me two names, Ken Griffey Jr., Derek Jeter. I actually think that as long as Willie Mays is still with us and God willing, let's yeah. get through, I think that they, people will have such reverence for that name in this sport. It's possible that's the one. But other than that, it's going to be the kid. And Ken Griffey Jr. is universally loved. Um, Isn't it nuts? Isn't it nuts, Rosie? Because you just oh, yeah. you go you go through the recent guys, whether it's even Pulhos or Poppy or A Rod or whoever it is, and nobody's getting anything close to that. No, Miguel and by the way, the guys, the guys, the active guys, I would put on that list. Let's say it's let's say they do a top hundred again, because that top one twenty five would be weird. The guys that are definitely in, in my opinion, are Trout, Pulhos, uh, Scherzer, Verlander. Um, who else am I? Oh, Miggy, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. I think maybe there's one or two more. Gary Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Tyler Wade. Uh, it's been <laughs> nice talking to you today, Tyler. Uh, real quickly, Thank what you. do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Man, I am about to record some talking yanks after this. I'm excited to check with our guy, Big Baby David, to see what we're talking about because we're still in a lockout, Chris Rose. Yes. Um, you know, we've got our Blitzball battle is rolling out. The people are loving that. That's yeah. really cool. Um, and we're uh, we're cruising, man. Would love a would love and be horrified at the same time if we got a baseball announcement that's it. It's back on because that would change our next month pretty crazily. But I will also cross my fingers and hope for that. So cross my fingers and toes. Uh, latest Rose rotation episode with Trevor May is out. He has some very strong opinions as to why things have not progressed at all in the talks. He thinks that the first four or five weeks of the season are in jeopardy. He gives you his, uh, his reasons why. He also takes us through the harrowing experience of losing his cat, Donnie, for 36 hours. Oh, my I'm God. Telling you, yeah, you'll be glued to that one. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe how they found him either. It's, ridiculous. it's an amazing story. I DM'd him, Rosie. I was on my couch. Boy, I had a little bit of boy. a panic attack, and I was like, dude, is there yeah. – is there something I can do? Yeah. I was like, I, my Pacific Northwest connections aren't huge, but I feel for you. And please keep enjoying the Blitzball battle uh, presented to you by DraftKings. We had a blast doing it. The guys that are editing it, uh, Jack and, uh, and Tom, have been doing a fantastic, fantastic job. And I'm telling you, the series only gets better as we get deeper in the tournament. So thank you for consuming that. Um, it's really a ton of fun. We, hopefully you're having as much fun watching it as we did playing and announcing it. So there you go. And I appreciate you, sir, for filling in today. Uh, we will have somebody else in that seat on Thursday, unless I can't get a hold of anybody else in the company, in which case you'll be sitting right there in front of some blank wall. Blink you know, I'm always ready to rescue you. Born ready. Awesome. Tell the boss, man, the other boss, man, I say hello. And the rest of the good people there, John Boy Media in the offices and in, in mm -hmm. Manhattan. Okay. Will do. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in here. Special shout out to the one and only Robbie Scirocco for Man in the Chip today. We will see you again on Thursday on Baseball Today.